This is the Blue Screw Podcast. Don't hit the DJ. <laughs> so what's the topic then? What are we gonna talk about? Oh, we're talking about girls, man. Sundungero. What the hell's wrong with me? You better raise your goddamn you hand. What's the first question? Blue Screw Podcast. We're gonna let this rock. We're gonna let this rock. Let's go, my brothers. Hey, let it rock. Let it rock, homie. I'm gonna start this Rafa Pavon. It's called Sin Aire. My man killed this shit. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Hey man, shout out to Rafa Pavon, man. I think he killed that. He smoked that. Where's he from? He is from Puerto Rico, I believe. Either Puerto Rico or Colombia, but man, he killed that joint. Anyways, he just uh, shouting out George Floyd and the RIP, Brianna Taylor, RIP, George Floyd. Uh, Saturday, uh, what's today's day, guys? June 20th. June 20th. Oh, man. Happy Father's Day to the real fathers out there. People invest in times in your kids. Happy Juneteenth, too. That just yeah. passed. Yes. Happy Juneteenth. Um, again, happy Father's Day to the real ones. Happy Father's Day to all of our dads. Happy Father's Day to you, man. Hey, yeah, thank you. Hey, man. Hey, man. man. One of the best Shout fathers out to I know, ba- man. Shout out to my baby girl, man. I love yeah. her. Happy Father's Day to my uncles, too. I love my uncles. Yeah. <laughs> I've been blessed with some awesome uncles. Yo, they are pretty awesome. <laughs> and they, they do love to drink just like us. Yes. I don't think I like them very much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, this is a loose screw podcast. Let me introduce to <laughs> to the world out there. We just talking shit today, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take so, two. Tape t- <laughs> the first time we try to record this episode, things got real reckless. You see this bottle over here? <laughs> you see this bottle over here? It basically just got too loose. Yes, we got a little too loose. This one is called Uncle Nearest. Hey, Doug, you want to give us a little breakdown who Uncle Nearest is? Um, last time we uh, we poured some shots on it, and let's just say it didn't go as smooth as we thought it was going to go. Yeah, the, the ghost of Uncle Nearest came out and <laughs> fucked us up, <laughs> trashed us. That that that, re- that podcast recording is going in the archives, and maybe one day we'll release it when like it'll be tries to run for president or something. No, don't do that because <laughs> I'm looking at you like I want to beat you. <laughs> that episode gonna be in our OnlyFans account. Yeah, man, that's that's gonna be a big one too because. <laughs> Premium content. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> inside, inside, inside. But anyways, give us a breakdown who Uncle Nearest is. This is a really cool story. So I've I've heard this almost it's almost like a legend that's been floating around for years. Um the story goes that Uncle Nearest was a slave and uh I guess the guy he he his owner, if you wanna put it that way, uh he was like a priest, but he also liked to distill whiskey. So he taught our uncle nearest how to distill whiskey at a very young age, and he kind of put his own twist on it. He he developed a new method of distilling whiskey using charcoal, I believe. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to post a link to the video on this podcast recording so you guys can see it. Yeah. But in the video, it explains that he, he, he used like a West African method of distilling that, the alcohol, and it created this unique taste. Um, of, of this whiskey and it, it became hugely popular and uh, one day a little kid named Jasper comes on the plantation and the slave master well this is after emancipation so at, at this point he's a free man but he's still working for the same guy and uh, Jasper comes onto the plantation and the 
I guess his boss just asks him, yo, uh, can you just teach this kid everything that you know? So he teaches him. He teaches him his methodology, and uh, the kid gets really good at it. And the kid is a natural businessman as well. So he takes the that's that new uh, method of distilling whiskey, and he sells it and becomes hugely successful. This guy Jasper is who we recognize as Jack Daniel, mm. and Jack Daniel is widely widely known for his whiskey. And not too many people know that he learned from a black man, a former slave, <laughs> and um, wow. he became like super successful. Though the way that they painted a picture in this video is, um, they they made it like Jack Daniel had a tremendous respect for um, Uncle Nearest, and their families remained close. Uncle Nearest, he eventually retired, and just uh, he let his sons work for Jack Daniel, and. Uh, apparently their family stayed close. They they posted a a pretty cool picture of of both of their like granddaughters like embracing, and they're like super old. They're like seventy years old, and the guy in the video explaining the story is supposedly like his great great grandson. But just overall, it's a really cool story. Um, just another big major American tradition, something that we take for granted, that came from a black person, like rock and roll and tons of other things, yeah, like, like house music, techno house music. music. <laughs> People don't know that house music. You know, started pioneer, pioneer mm-hmm. with black uh, African American community. I I read a lot about it and the what they were doing in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit was a big techno place too, and yeah. it was pioneered by African American people. Chicago, mm-hmm. um, even here in Baltimore, New York, the Baltimore Club, mm-hmm. Jersey Club. Yep. But yeah, um, shout out to Uncle Nearest. <laughs> yeah, he got us faded last time we were <laughs> for Juneteenth. I thought it'd be so cool after watching the video. I thought it'd be so cool to find this bottle. So I went to Total Wine, which is like the Costco for for liquor. Mm-hmm. Found, got me a bottle. Jump was crank. I loved it. <laughs> it's uh, it tastes like Jack Daniel, but to me, it feels like it's more flavorful. Like yeah. it feels like it's like it kind of tastes a little bit more honeyish. It was, yeah, it looked real bit. smooth too. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really smooth too. It's it's some some nice classic premium whiskey. So we I I enjoyed drinking it on Friday. So I copped another bottle, brought it to the podcast recording. <laughs> we drank it again, and um, yeah, everything went sour after that. <laughs> it was a rough weekend, man. <laughs> yeah, I, was, f- I fell down the stairs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah my was, back is still messed up, man. It was a wild, wild. I messed wild up my night. back moving furniture yesterday. You did, mess did up you your really, back? Yeah, and I barely did anything. Like I, 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 t- I told my brother I'm gonna go see a chiropractor because my back, my back's been yeah, messed man. up for a while Do now. Do some yoga. Yeah, I've been yeah. my because of my electricity, my electrical job. I have to wear like a thirty pound tool every day, so my back is already <laughs> like deteriorating real quick. Good thing I'm a little bit more, you know, hefty on the on the bottom. <laughs> well, you were fine yesterday moving all that heavy yeah, crap man. out of my basement. I appreciate it. Man, by the way. thanks, Shout thanks for my boy. Hey, he's fixing his basement right now. That thing's about to look night noise. I'm about oh, to go yeah. in there tomorrow and uh, yeah, do some lighting in there. Thanks for helping out last night, um, Cisco. Really yeah, man. Shout out to Cisco, man. That Professional dude, mover. That dude is a really beast. good at that job. Did you see? You got, did you guys see the way he lifted that one uh, um, the that one couch, couch by yeah, himself like, afterwards? About <clears throat> crazy. And anyways, man, this is a loose group podcast episode number three, and this is the election. We're gonna be talking about the election a little bit about um, Trump, what if what it is for him to win again, what's the um, repercussions, I guess, mm-hmm. um, what that entails, and uh, you know, we're gonna talk about Biden. I mean, we really don't want to talk about both of them, but. I think it's important in this climate we're living in right now, especially with the coronavirus, the um, epidemic, and, um, you know, the market crashing. Mm-hmm. So who wants to start? Anybody wants to start? Who, you know, I guess, um, what, what would it mean for America um, under Trump for another four years? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, I don't think we can overstate the consequences of what would happen if we endured another, another four years of Trump. So, uh, again, I, I don't want to risk sounding like I'm like I'm just exaggerating things, but you really can't exaggerate just how how bad things have gotten. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the biggest thing is the deterioration of the rule of law. And, you know, you, you hear people talking all the time about our institutions and like, what does that really mean? It means that there are these ideas that are so fundamental, fundamental to our, to our democracy and we rely on them and we almost take them for granted. And what he's done is he's kind of shaken those. And he's he's kind of exposed the fact that, you know, we're 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 not too far away from a, becoming a full on oligarchy or, you know, authoritarian government. Um, Trump has shown that he can do a lot and there really is no accountability for the president. Uh, the, the Congress has shown that they can't. Re- <clears throat> sorry, they can't rein him in. 
they've they tried to subpoena his tax returns and he's just outright refused to, to, to hand over those tax returns. He's refused to comply with congressional investigations and it's that's so dangerous because mm. the power of the executive has been growing for a long time. It didn't start with Trump. In fact, it, it's been expanding for like the last 50, 60 years. But he's taken it to a level where I didn't think it could, it could go. Like he's no. he's literally literally just ignoring congressional investigations. Yeah. He's destroying everything Obama put in place for eight years as well. Mm-hmm. Like he has like a personal agenda. Uh, you know, he just I don't know what it is. Jealousy, African American. You know, he's, I mean, a, he's we, a narcissist. So I think we can all agree that you know a lot of people defend Trump and say that um that he's not racist and the media you know mm-hmm. but a lot of his actions show you that he's a mm-hmm. racist a clear racist yeah you know what i mean I agree. like just this weekend right now he's going to as uh as we speaking he he's holding a rally in um Tulsa Oklahoma i mean on Juneteenth <laughs> you know what i'm saying like how more racist that can it get as no their one, coronavirus what, cases are spiking mm-hmm. no one no one exactly mm-hmm. and and well you know no one how um the, especially the like like you said coronavirus um playing onto <coughs> people's emotions and you know continuing the bullshit where he, where he started mm-hmm. he's just so divisive he brings out the worst in people yeah which is which i don't like to say because i feel like we can't just it, it, it's almost I, like a cop out saying that it's trump's fault that things are so bad because yeah. he's mm-hmm. just exposing things that were always under like lying under underneath mm-hmm. but it's I've I've never I never thought I'd see this kind of a presidency and there there's so many <clears throat> there's so many things to talk about. Mm-hmm. We could talk about our stance in the international community, which mm-hmm. has been completely shattered. No one is gonna have confidence in in our leadership moving forward. Some people say that's a good thing because you know they want they want to they want us to focus on our own country, America first. But ultimately, it's in our interest to be a global superpower we yeah. benefit from it and this is another conversation we can have because it, it, that then we're talking about like neo-colonialism and all that yeah. but i still think it's bad when the international community like there's a major crisis they used to look at to the united states for leadership with the coronavirus pandemic they've, they've had no one to look to because you know there's just a huge void in the international leadership where where the united states used, used to used to lead mm-hmm. you know people are it's it's either us or China, and do we want to live in a in, in a in a in a planet where China is the sole superpower? I don't. There, mm. that's an authoritarian government. Right. There, I mean, you know, there's plenty of problems with the United I, States, but I I do understand that the the you know I I do understand mm-hmm. that why people that voted for Trump um they can they I understand. Their slogan, right? Make up, make America great again, right? Like yeah. I can understand it for because it was great for only one set of people, and not just racism at its at its value, at its face value. And um, I can also understand why they want to vote for him because of his policies towards China. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like you know under Obama, yeah, even though China were taking advantage of us in a lot of ways. I still feel like it was better policy than what Trump has implemented. I mean, this is just escalating into a better, you know, maybe not a war per se, but like I think bio war. You know, like for example, like coronavirus. I don't think that just happens out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Do you think um, that coronavirus probably would exist under another president, or you think that would have just been a blow because of so much stuff that I've been reading, like about coronavirus? I don't want to speak out of blue, but. And I don't even have my resources right next to me, but um, there was there was articles that came out about how, you know, the coronavirus literally came out of, out of out of America, out of our labs. It didn't come from Wuhan. Well, China? yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. It came from our labs, and it went went oh, and they they granted down there, you know. I, so I, it's I, like, and it's like this this. I feel like our wars in the future are not going to be about wars, <laughs> like per se, like the way we as as we know them going to be more biometrical oh, yeah. and you know certainly there's a lot of hacking and stuff a lot of hacking conventional exactly. warfare has had its day and it's never coming back right. unless we like nuke each other and just destroy civilization but you're right uh the, the future of warfare is cyber it's biological and i feel like we're 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 behind where we should be and i think part of that is because we have a guy who's so incompetent mm. and the people that that he he chooses to staff these top agencies are absolute morons. Morons, <laughs> and it's 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 a sad state of affairs. And I I think if he loses the election, we can undo a lot of the a lot of the damage that was done. 
But eight years, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a wrap. I think it will be a wrap for democracy as we know it. I mean, democracy has been shaky for a while. I mean, let's yeah. let's be honest. Democracy has been shaky for, I want to say, ever since Clinton, ever since they decided that corporations were people and the people were able to fund campaigns. I would say the 70s. It, go, it goes back a little further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like under Glass-Steagall and all of those. Yep. Um, Jesse, uh, what do you think, uh, like, what are Trump's chances right now to get reelected? Like, after, you know. Um. So I thought before, like two weeks ago, I thought it was for sure Trump was gonna win re-election just because the Democrats they're they're fumbling in the bag, you know. They're basically we're we're stuck with Biden, and he's not he's not. I I can't imagine Biden winning over a lot of Trump people who voted for Trump. But after the response to George Floyd and and the pandemic and all that, I think Trump has has lost a lot of supporters and um. Yeah, I, I I think the playing field is a little bit even out now, yeah. but I still I th I think the Democrats have a better chance, but I think Trump still gets a little bit of the favorite. But mm -hmm. I also add, you know, I don't we just never know because everybody thought Hillary Clinton was for sure gonna win in 2016, and you know we're surprised and stunned about that. You get me? Yeah, I think my theory of the case was that um, so before the pandemic and everything, right? Like it, it's when everything is stable. When everything is stable and you have um, a common enemy, right? Like a lot of those Trump people that voted for Trump, um, of course, they they, they saw uh, Hillary as a repugnant like person that they were never going to vote for anyways. And especially on those um, states like Michigan, those those states that are uh, like Florida, you know, the swing states. Um, I feel like after four years of Trump, I don't think a lot of them are going to re-vote for him. Just because, so yeah, especially... It's a it's good to throw bombs, right? When everything is stable, when everything is going up, it's good to throw bombs and everything. But when everything is in chaos and people are unemployed, you have the pandemic, you have you know economic crash, you have um, you have um, what like um, you have like civil sorry, police brutality um, and everything else. What do you mean by throw bombs? Like when how 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 um Trump became came on how Trump came up. Mm -hmm. So Trump like just came, talking shit, like, yeah, just talking shit in 2012, saying that Obama wasn't born in America, you know, like you know, knowing that the country was going up, like he took advantage of that, knowing that the country was finally almost, you know, coming to itself again after what happened in the in the crash in 2008 and 2012, people um people were finally recovering from everything. So after four years after, people were finally recovering. People jobs were stable. So of course, it's good for you to come and just say that um, nothing that he's doing is right, even though everything is going okay, you know, mm -hmm. no, yeah. even though the plan that Obama had, it wasn't even, it, was, it wasn't even his own plan. They really, to to increase the uh, econo e economy, they had to use Mitt Romney's plan. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, it was Mitt Romney's plan. It was a Republican plan that they used in order for, to, to make the economy go back to, to normal. But, but Trump came up and said, and was just throwing bombs saying that Obama wasn't born here, saying that Obama was a, you know, he, he wasn't a good president. You have Fox News going with everything that he said. I mean, they made in a scandal, like a super scandal when, when he wore a tan suit. You know what I mean? When, or when he shook the hand of a, of a Marine. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not, the, not, not saluting him. He just shook his hand. People yeah. just went and lost their minds. So, of course, it, when, when everything is stable, for me, when, it, when everything is stable, it's good. You come and throw bombs and people, some people are going to like what you're saying, some people are not. But when everything is in a, in, a, in a shit show like it is right now, mm -hmm. with the whole pandemic, police brutality, you got people marching in the streets almost every freaking day. You have, um, and, then, and then on top of that, you have uh, 30, almost 20 million people um, unemployed. <clears throat> I don't think uh, somebody like Trump would just likes to, like, instead of calming people down, Instead mm -hmm. of becoming a uniter, instead of becoming some, um, you know, presidential per se, he just becomes even more um, repugnant. Like people are starting to hate him, even including his people. Yeah, and I see that at the people where I work. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people that voted for Trump that, you know, live in, in those areas in, 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 in um, West Virginia, areas. rural, rural Virginia, rural. Um, um, like Frederick, yeah, Frederick, you know, Maryland or whatever, mm -hmm. and they all say it this too. They're like, you know, clearly this is not what we voted for, and I can't see it. You know what I'm saying? Because if I can see that, my job, I can only know how other people are viewing this. I, I mean, think, like Ann Coulter went against him. Like she's been mm -hmm. critical of him. Lots of conservatives have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was gonna mention that too. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few people on Fox News kind of 
kind of turned on Trump. I, w- I want to say completely turned on him, but like they've been dissing him too over various things. And yeah. I mean, it's so hard to defend his presidency. That's that's <laughs> so yeah. hard. Like it's becoming just like take a, f- a look outside. The only person that I know that knows how to flip every single argument is Kelly and Conway, <laughs> and uh, she. Yeah. And I don't understand how she does it, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's a freaking full-time job trying to defend this guy. And he's yeah. just a moron, too. Like, he doesn't even understand, like, a lot of policies. He talks about, uh, you know, he, he throws he throws stuff out there. Like, oh, we for if you want to burn the flag, you know, you should... Um, uh, what was the thing that he said? Like, oh, if you if you want to burn the flag, you should face a one year one year in jail. That's ridiculous. And that's literally something that Supreme Court fought in 1990s, and <laughs> they fought it in 1990s. Supreme Court said that that's under your own rights to do so. Mm-hmm. They already fought this war. Yep. I mean, Trump just got two blows right now, right? Like we're we're in a week where Trump just took two big blows. From the Supreme Court, he I mean, and let's say, and, and it's a majority of the it's a, it's a Supreme Court that's full of the majority is Republican, yet so they took two blows, <laughs> which yeah. is yeah, they um, it, and it speaks to the the craziness of his of his administration. It's just really hard to defend, and you can't even no. if, even though he appointed two judges himself that are very conservative. Well, Gorsuch isn't super conservative; he's he's conservative, but uh, mm-hmm. Kavanaugh is definitely there. And they still went against him with the mm-hmm. DACA ruling. Um, what was the other one? I yeah, think LGBTQ the, the, yeah, um, gender ruling. discrimination. Mm-hmm. Gender discrimination, and uh, they literally wanted their uh, uh, employers to fire, you know, like LB, L, LGBTQ, um, you know, people for and their gender identity. Yeah, sexual identity. Gender, so yeah. Gorsuch wrote the majority opinion. Yeah, on both of them. <laughs> yeah, on both of them, including oh, DACA. Well, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he wrote the yeah, DACA one too. Yeah, that's literally like a slap in the face to the people that voted for Trump. Because <clears> remember, <throat> the people that voted for Trump, they voted for him because they knew that they were going to put conservative people in 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 office. I mean, in in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And that was their big deal. Like Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell keep, keep saying like, "Oh, we're going to keep um, um, we're going to keep packing all of this um, Supreme Court, you know, with uh, uh, conservative minds or whatever." And it has backfired tremendously. And I feel like the people that voted for Trump, which is like the evangelical side, they didn't like the LGBTQ. You have the other people that don't like um, like the laws written right now. Like Ted Cruz went on a whole freaking tirade about how, you know, that it was it was illegal what the what Gorsuch said and uh, the, about his, you know, what I mean, Ted, Ted Cruz, bro, <laughs> he went on a whole tirade. But anyways, so we have Biden as mm-hmm. our Democratic nominee, like which I don't even understand how that happens. You know, just one state gave him the go, South Carolina. Thank you very freaking much. Um, but um, that's the guy that we got now, you know, as a, as a Democratic leader, per se. Yeah, I, I mean, and there's no clear leader. I mean, let's be honest. There's no clear leader in the Democratic Party. But do you guys think he has a chance to win, especially after all this? I would say if, if, if he selects a black vice president, especially a black woman, mm-hmm. like maybe Kamala Harris, I, I think I think he would win. You guys vote. You guys are both voting for him. Mm. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and and I I consider myself a little bit more moderate than my uh, co-host here. <laughs> like 2016, I actually voted for Hillary Clinton, and you know I was I I hated myself for doing it, but I felt like it was necessary to not get Trump in office. Going into 2020, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm just I'm gonna vote either Andrew Yang or uh, Bernie Sanders. And part of it is a lot. A lot of it is because we're in Maryland. Yeah, She's, like Biden, Biden is probably going to win the state anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Very, we're very liberal over here. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, liberal conservative minds and a lot of um, progressive minds here in Maryland. So, I think for us, it's a, it's a we're in a unique situation, like compared to like Michigan, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, those states, swing states, and stuff. Yeah. Did you guys um, see uh, Trump already like going on on a Twitter rant about how the twenty twenty election is going to be fraudulent? Like he's oh, al- he, he's, he's already, already putting the message out there. Oh, he's man. saying like the that the uh, voting by mail is like going to be used to to uh, rig the election against them. I mean, look what they they look what they already doing in Kentucky. Not just that, but it's yeah, like, they they knocked that they uh, closed a bunch of polling stations, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Vote voter suppression is definitely a real thing, but mm-hmm. it disproportionately impacts black and brown people. Yeah, I mean, who they, who who don't who yeah. who the majority don't want to vote for Trump. 
mm-hmm. they're the ones who are who are impacted. You get me? Yeah. Trump out here just coming up with conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's good. already putting it out in the ether. Like, if he loses, it's because yeah, he's putting the message out. Yeah, I mean, Trump is gonna be Trump. Mm. But what do you guys think about Biden? Do you guys think Biden can win it? I think if he stays mm. in the basement. <laughs> yeah, no bullshit, man. If he doesn't do anything stupid, <laughs> yeah, um, man. I mean, Biden, he keeps shooting himself in the foot. I mean, like really, those like, him, him, a white man trying to tell what blackness means to a black person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. What was that? What was that guy. comment that he did to um, Charlemagne the God? Basically, said he that. said, "If you don't, if you, if you don't vote for me, you're not black or something." Like, like if that. you're not, if you don't vote Democrat, sound like, and it's, and it's just like Biden does stupid stuff like that like every week, Bro. and it's just like. How we're, we're talking about the presidency of the United States where you, you got to be sharp and on point, or at least that's what we imagine well, should hold that, that position. But you have people like like Trump and Biden. And mm-hmm. These are our top two choices, man. But like they always keep talking about gaffes, 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 bro. Is, uh, is that even allowed? Like, you know, what I mean, they, like they, they always talk. They keep talking about uh, um, Biden's gaffes. Oh, he he always has a little gas, but is that even how, how since when that even become a thing to be a president that you can have so many freaking stupid like gaps and so many stupid um things that you say and mm-hmm. then even your policies, your policies were trash. Probably started with George W. Bush. Man, like <laughs> how since when America has become a laughing stock of uh, I mean, I know it's like again, it's not just Trump, you know what I mean? It was before Trump. Mm-hmm. But man, it, we're we're in a, such a pathetic state that we're we're accepting the old ass fucking man that can't even speak two sentences. Yeah, these are it's, it's wild how I'm I'm not a fan of of Obama for a number of reasons, but I definitely respect who he is as a politician and and you know Obama is sharp. Oh know? no, I was yeah. no yeah he's sharp. He's he's sharp. He's mm-hmm. professional. He's intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, he has all the credentials to to be president. That's what I tell um, people. But then but 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 now we we got now to Trump and Biden. It's just if. If they weren't white men, they would be nowhere near the presidency oh, no. or any elected position. Yeah, no. One thing you got to give it to Obama. I, I, just like you, I'm not a big fan of Obama. I respect him because of his uh, his mark. He he's a, he's a very bright guy, and um, you know his his position right now kind of like really 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 gets under my skin. Because when he was like pre- preaching hope and change, the young people gave him that hope and change that he needed. They put him in the office. And he didn't do anything for eight years, in my I mean, in he, my views. Other than like the economy, like you know, of course the economy was you know they had to fix that. But like anything else, like he didn't do much for African American people. People he deported more Latinos or more immigrants than anybody else. Like his policies, like those cages that you guys are seeing right now, this shit was in 2014. That was that was already there. You know what I mean? Those pictures were already there in 2014. So I don't understand, like, this whole, yeah, Trump is really bad. But, I mean, let's, let's not pretend that it was all bad. It was all good under Obama either. There's a lot of room for improvement, but yeah, I think we did. He did some good things. I, I mean. Yeah, he, I think there was progress made yeah. under Obama. It, it wasn't perfect, but when you look at the wider context of U.S. politics, who came before him? George Bush. So we went from George Bush, Bill Clinton to Barack Obama. Hey, George Bush looking real nice right now. Under <laughs> Trump, I, I don't mean like I, I'm I'm speaking more from a from a policy perspective. Yeah, no, I got we're you. we're a very conservative country. the The last Democratic president was Bill Clinton, and he's mm-hmm. very conservative compared to progressives yeah. today. So yeah. I, I I think when people look back at Obama, they don't, they need to remember what came before him, and you know, I, he was a step forward. It wasn't as big of of a step as many people wanted. But in my opinion, it was still a step forward. I mean, Kyle, Kamala Harris to me, a Booker. Um, what was this? Booker. What was his, what's his last first name? Cory Booker. Booker. Like I like Cory Booker. <laughs> he's he's a little goofball, but I don't, I don't like none of I them. I think his heart is in the, is in the right place. I mean, I don't know. I I think he had really bad advisors. Both of them. did. Kamala Harris was doing really good when he when he when she was um leaning towards more of Bernie Sanders a little bit, more like Elizabeth Warren a little bit. And as soon as uh, she hired, she she hired a bunch of people that um, were running. Um, what's the guy from Texas campaign? Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. She hired. He she hired the same people that sunk Beto O'Rourke. She hired them, and they sunk her. <laughs> you know, at the same time, it's like these people go instead of going with their guts and their instinct, they go with the stupid advisors that I have no clue. Like Jeff Weaver for Jeff Weaver was the campaign manager of um, of um, uh, Bernie Sanders. 
And be, I really, really believe because of Jeff Weber and he didn't not allow the younger people to come in and have a little bit more say and more power like Brianna Joy Gray or Nina Turner or um, I forgot this other guy. The, uh, he's uh, Indian American guy. Um, he they were they were they, their ideas was the main idea of, to kind of how how AOC won. You know what I mean? How kind of how she won her. I, I, I understand like AOC is this little part of New York. But like their message would have been run a little bit, a little bit better. They would have done a better job. But Jeff Weaver just kind of stopped everything. And like that's what happens. Instead of going with your guts, you got like all of these stupid advisors. And I just feel like they just crumble, you know, campaigns and stuff. The problem is the real problem is it's just the, the two party system that we have. Yeah. You get me? It, yeah. it always leaves us with the worst choices. You have people yeah. who lesser of two evils every time. Exactly, man. lesser of two evils. But how about can, for, can we pick a not not a not a no evil? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or or someone who who isn't bought out by by these large corporations because the Democrats and the Republicans are both in bed with them. You get me? Yeah. And neither of them really have the interests of of regular people like like you know us here. And every every four years, you have people knowingly knowing that there's a better candidate out there. Who they would who they actually side with even more like policy wise, but they don't vote for them because it's, it's throwing your vote away. You get me? Yeah. So we're consistently voting for people who who we don't even believe is the best qualified for the position. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like imagine if you were doing that. Imagine if you went in for brain surgery, and you want the best brain surgeon available. You get me? Yeah. But um, imagine if they gave you like the tenth best, or maybe not even up there. You get me? Like. Like I do not want brain surgery from the Joe Biden of Joe brain Biden. surgeons. You get me? <laughs> Bro, Joe Biden is not even like top twentieth good he's politician not, it, it, in in the Democratic Party. Like yeah. he's not. But I mean, those those are our, our basically our only two options: is Biden or Trump. You get me? And that's how you know this country is screwed up, man. Like I I I read this nice book about the dumbing down of America a while back, and I think we're at that stage where like the fourth stage of that book. Was literally talking about this, what we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. Just people with no sense or no common sense at all in higher places like the the, the presidency. And uh, at the bottom, it's just a bunch of stooges. Like, just, just walk around, yes, man, and, you know, nothing else happens. Yeah. You know? And it was like, that book just described, like, I thought it was like a horror scene, but we've been living in it for the last three years. It's been horrible. <laughs> and, and the pandemic just just highlights oh, that God, in, in, in a way that... That just makes it so clear. Like, for example, Obama, his administration came up with a plan for for future, you know, pandemic. Yeah. yeah, they came up with a solid plan that. Yeah. Very he had detailed. a cabinet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and Trump's administration basically threw that all out the window. They have no plan. They just. Yeah. Th- that's that. Is, and people died because of that. You get me? Yeah. People are, are still dying because of that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Obama put a cabinet in place for um. it was like a emergency something pandemic emergency mm-hmm. something and um yeah the first year uh trump said that they were mooching off the system and he literally kicked the whole cabinet out he said yeah. he didn't and, want them and we would have never known about it if it wasn't for this virus so when i said that there's a lot of damage he's done imagine there's what there's yeah there's a million other other things that we won't know about and so like the I situation feel, yeah. arises and we suddenly realize shit we didn't pay the electric bill or like whatever it is mm-hmm. that's a really good point <laughs> So, yeah, man. Yeah, because that answers the earlier question: What would four more years of Trump look like? Well, yeah. we we're seeing what the first four years look like, man. It's a disaster. You get me? Um, and then uh, I, I'm like I said, I'm just seeing that more and more and more people are leaving that side, man. Like, man, that side already lost twice. I mean, do they want to lose again? <laughs> God damn, man. How many, how much losing do we have to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like so so much winning. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so do you guys believe? I don't know if this is the same question or not, but do you guys believe that um, Biden is the correct, um, let's say if he wins, is he going to be the right leader for the pandemic and to get things going back to normal? Like he says, because he already said it, there's not going to be any incremental changes into policy, but um, at least, you know, probably could take us back to normal before Trump. Well, I think it's pretty clear that Biden is definitely going to be automatically head over here, head over heels, um, or whatever that saying is better than Trump, mm-hmm. just because Trump is so bad. You get me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, things will get a little bit better with Biden. It just all depends on his cabinet too. You know, yeah, his that's, cabinet that's is the most important. Yeah, thing. and his cabinet. I, 
yeah, I, I do not like the Democrats, but I trust them to actually have professionals. At least, you know, like, yeah, like, unlike unlike like Trump, who has like his random ass stepson or whatever. Or, the mooch? Yeah. You remember that fucking idiot? <laughs> that mooch. <laughs> like Betsy DeVos in education. Like yeah. She's clearly not qualified for that. You get me? None of the people that he has put in place. I mean, exactly. what the, his his own son-in-law. Like, who yeah. the fuck? So, so that Cause alone. Because they're like, he's just a big old criminal that he's just bankrupt every company he ever started as well. Just like him. So. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, that alone, man. Yeah. Biden will be much better than Trump. You know, they might go back to this plan that Obama's administration came up with for the pandemic and, you know, actually do something that's helpful. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Biden... It's Biden. He's just yeah. a Democrat. So we shouldn't get our hopes up that, you know, now we're going to be moving in the right direction. Oh, well, I mean, anything that's not Trump is moving in the right direction, but we should temper our expectations as well. He's not going to be the greatest president of all time, yeah. but... And, you know, uh, when he said that he wanted to give the police more money, that that just illustrates the problem a little bit. But that's what we what you can expect from a typical Democrat, Democratic mm-hmm. liberal. Yeah. But it's still light years of he- ahead of where we are right now. Yeah. And, and well, everything that Trump has done, it's going to take several years to fix that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of years, man. More than one presidential uh, um, cycle. Yeah. Presidential election. And then mm-hmm. and it's, it's going to be bad. Uh it's going to take a long time to undo all that damage. The Democrats are going to be blamed for it. And then the next Republican is going to come into office for, by, bl- by blaming and the Democrats for everything that Trump did. And that's how you know that people get, forget everything so freaking quick, man. Yeah, man. It's, like, the, the American consciousness has like a 10-second memory. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. The recency bias of, our, of the public is horrible. And it's why we keep making the same mistakes. We make the same mistakes all the time. We repeat them. Yeah, like there was another book that I read about um that cycle of America. I think that's called the cycle of America. It's like what what happens to America every um every year every every um eighty years. It's like a recycle. Like something happens, like a pandemic or economic that. crash, a war. Something usually every every eighty years happens, and it's just like a cycle again. And it's like he keeps recycling. We keep revising history. We keep. Not telling our kids the the actual history or whatever whatever happens until like a good educator comes around, gets some like a little steam, and I, and people start paying attention, waking up again, and finally people think that they're woke and you know liberated and all of this crap. And next thing you know, boom, we have Trump. Fuck Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie picture we're painting out here, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not. We're not this very is, optimistic. No, no. Um, come to America. It's great. <laughs> it's the greatest place in the world. <laughs> this is basically what we were talking about last night with Brianna, like just yeah. depressing the fuck out of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so young, man. Going into co- uh, going into uh, high school. Imagine the kids, like the Generation Z, you know, kids that just graduated um, college right now, man. Like, what kind of economic stage are they going into? The kids that just graduated um, um, high school, they couldn't even celebrate their own. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sad. I felt yeah. bad for for the seniors. I thought. They, they missed out on all that. They're entering the real world un- under some extremely dire circumstances. And they're like, they, I'm pretty sure none of them right now have even a clue of what they're about to face. Like, imagine yeah. if we still, like, you know, a few of us, you know, like, just we, we're recording again, we're recording from his basement, but it has taken him a long time, right, to, like, get yourself together and everything after you graduated college. And, and, and it has taken you hard work, dedication, like, man, more than we're, anybody. Mm-hmm. And you too, man. Like We're almost 30. It took us this long. It took us long. Imagine how long it's going to take them to, 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 to start making some money to say, man, I'm finally leaving my parents' house. Yeah. It's and our parents keep thinking as just like us, we don't know how to. We're mismanaged money, or we they they think all of these other things, and it's like no. I was just having this conversation with my sister, um, you know, over the weekend, and um, about how expensive because I'm in a I'm I'm searching for a house right now. My sister is as well. Shout out to you, sis, um, because she is also preggers. And um, <laughs> congrats, congrats to you, sis. I'm so happy for her. She's having a baby girl. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. What's up. So uh, that whole family is very happy, but um, I got a lot of baby girls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> baby girl rules out here, man. Women rule out here. <laughs> Get ready for all those kinks, man. Hey, I got the cannons. I got that. I got them nice cannons. 
<laughs> <laughs> but um anyway so we were talking about how and you know in front of our parents how expensive everything is right like uh, man like uh, you know if you have a budget of three hundred thousand dollars right now to buy a house that's nothing yeah especially for montgomery county you ain't getting you, shit. you ain't getting anything in montgomery county for three hundred thousand dollars you might get a little one bedroom condo <laughs> yeah that's it yeah 900 square feet and like the bad area of silver spring <laughs> 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 or like the bad area in uh germantown or you know like gatesburg like yeah. <laughs> you can get that over there but um you can't everything is so freaking expensive and we're like we're kind of breaking it down to my dad and everything because they've been out of the market for years you know they my dad built his house and it's nice almost paid for it you know it's been a long time ago and for us it's finally getting to start and everything and finally looking at how many doors are being closed right in our faces you know and it's just it's not easy, and these kids—they're already going into the market handicapped. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible. It's terrible. Trying, it's a you can't find jobs. One, um, one of my coworkers, who I'm training right now, for for my part-time job, he was a—he uh, t- just graduated from GW, and he he said he was the only one out of all of his friends to get a job. Wow! Like all of his friends are still searching and stuff, and it it just sucks. Um, my girlfriend's still searching too, man. She got two Ivy League degrees, yo. Man, two God Ivy damn. League degrees, highly qualified, but. Um, you know, it's, it's, with the pandemic, it makes it much more difficult, too. Yeah. yeah, I feel, I don't know, man, I just feel terrible for today's world. Um, Republicans and Democrats, Democrats, how are they the same? <laughs> <laughs> it's an easier question. They're saying how they're different, to be honest you with mean, you. mean uh, Republicans and Democrats, how are they the same? Yeah. I could tell you how they're, they're uh, traditionally, they've been the same because they've, Above all else, they've uh, prioritized corporate interests. Now I'm gonna go on my soapbox again, like I usually do when I talk about like the corporate Get and like classism and stuff. Get but that's that's what they have in common. They've traditionally protected wealthy corporate individuals. Um, like, we, l- let's keep it real. White people got stimulus check. Huh? Let's keep it real and let's keep let, let's talk a little bit of why people really got a stimulus check because that stimulus so check that was not about to go to anybody else, but we got a stimulus check because one reason and one reason only. So we wouldn't burn the White House down when when they saw or when we saw how much money was was given handed out to these corporations and and the stock market and Barack Obama did it when when in the 2008 recession. Mm-hmm. So again, that's a, that's a commonality that they both have. Shout out to Bernie, man! All of that six hundred six hundred dollars extra monthly that you guys were getting for four months that was Bernie Sanders fighting. Otherwise, he was gonna block everything. And Shout out to him. And both uh, both Democrats and Republicans were against that. Yeah. There, there was a lot of Democrats saying, oh, why the fuck are they getting all this money? Uh, they're making more in unemployment than from their regular jobs. It's that that's what they have in common. He and shamed that's, them. Yeah, that's that. That's why our country has has been declining in the last 30 years. The Democrats haven't done enough to, to protect the working people, to protect unions to hold corporations accountable for white collar fraud hmm. they've they've been lockstep with the republicans and just making sure that there's no accountability probably the only difference really when we talk about republicans and democrats is republicans have the you know the, the crazy right wing religious side you get me social yeah, those yeah, white and, evangelicals and, yeah and that's why they're anti-gay they're mm-hmm. um against abortion those sort of things i, I think that's where you draw the difference between yeah. the, the republicans and the democrats Besides that, man, and that's the only wins that we can get in the Supreme Court too. Mm-hmm. It's social. Anything that's related with the with with um, LGBTQ, anything related with um, DACA programs, anything related with um, uh, you know taking the the, the rights from um, African American people, like you know, like I think those are the only things that we can get a win in the Supreme Court right now. Uh, but if you think about it, underneath it, LGBTQ rights and DACA is also like helping corporations. So they're not going to go against that. How are they helping corporations? Because a lot of those people work for corporations. In the mo- in both. Uh, um, oh yeah. Well, yeah. DACA is you know DACA is the bare minimum. It's like a, it basically it's bare minimum, but you still got a lot of good help that's yeah. coming yeah. towards and those it's companies. Basi- it's basically a work permit. Exactly. It, it, it wasn't yeah. that long ago when George Bush Jr. was pro immigration. Mm-hmm. He he wanted more immigration because most Republicans. You know, that's that's the party of businesses, supposedly. And if you're the party of business, you want cheap labor and mm-hmm. you want access to highly skilled labor. I mean, this this country has been being built since the 70s by real. Well, even before the 70s. Right. But like when when actual um, Latino Americans started coming here more like in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s, they've been building this country for very, very cheap labor. 
I mean, that whole argument of, um, you know, they come in and take my job and all of this stuff, man, those are jobs that nobody wants to do anyways. Yeah, you're not going to go out there and pick pick fucking fruits. Like, no, have you no. seen those videos? I mean, if he, if, he, if they can, but now your freaking salary is going to cost you like $80. <laughs> so, like, you can. They, they won't. And um, you know I mean, I was listening to an interview. I think it was on NPR. Uh, this this guy was running a company somewhere in the Midwest. What's it, yeah, it was in Kansas. I remember this. Oh, you probably heard yeah. it. Yeah. He had like 100, uh, 100 employees. Yeah. And then he had to fire them. And then like he started hiring like um, actual um, like people were born here. Yeah, yeah. And he, he couldn't keep he couldn't keep a staff mm-hmm. because they would quit after like a week. Yeah. And like they were getting paid pretty well for the for the area. I think like twenty dollars an hour, which mm-hmm. is a lot in the Midwest. And he, he couldn't. He only had five employees at the end of one week. Yeah. Out of 100. He couldn't staff his factory. So then like he applied for visas and he, he brought over a bunch of immigrants. Um, I don't even think they were Latino. They might have been like Haitian or something. Mm. But that was the only way he could run his company. And then he like tried to like do the America first thing by, you know, getting rid of the migrant employees and hiring local people. And he was just like, dog, I can't find nobody. The same thing happened in a, a, at a chicken factory up in, um, I think that was Michigan. Same thing happened. So they, they, <laughs> they let all of the immigrants go and then they had to close it down. Then they never came back. They, yeah, they, 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 they couldn't recuperate. But also we, we got to talk about how, how, you know, white poor white america has suffered a lot because a lot of their old factory jobs have been shipped overseas you get me mm-hmm. yeah that's true and and but then you know the oh man those fucking people like i wish i could defend them because they still interviewing those people that have lost everything and they still defend trump they still it, it, defend his worst policies ever because under i feel like the people that are really really into trump are those people that yeah they they go with everything else that he wants to do you know like they hate the same common enemy so, of course, I feel like at this point, if you haven't realized, like, the people that follow Trump for real, for real, are fucking racist. I used to defend them they and are. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to defend them. I used to, like, no, nah, man, like, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You got to talk to them. You got to. And I had conversations. And I have, man, there's, like, still a few motherfuckers out there that are just, like, nah, Trump everything. Because why? What, what's left? Yeah. It's, what's left? The only thing left is the racism. There's and, nothing else for you. Yeah. And, and Trump. He's not even a real Republican. He's, He's his not. his political ideology is white supremacy. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he did say it in the nineties. If I ever run for president, I'm gonna do it as a Republican because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. And he just, literally <laughs> said. It. And just knowing the Trump's background, let's let's throw out everything was was him running for president and all that. In the seventies, he he discriminated against black people trying to rent units in his apartment building and mm-hmm. he got charged by the department of justice twice for that mm-hmm. i know um in the 90s i think one of his ex-employees released a book and said that trump basically said that black people are, are inherently lazy mm-hmm. and trump he he later said he that he's want to speak yeah and <laughs> calling other people lazy. exactly and then trump said later on in, the, in another interview that everything in that book is probably correct so he, he didn't even deny it. And then you got the Central Park Five. I was just yeah. about to say yeah. that. Yeah, and like even when when they were exonerated off of DNA evidence, he still was like talking I, shit. I about think it. to this day he still who, yeah doesn't regret. Who has a, who has ha- okay? So since we touching that subject, who has done more damage to African American people, Trump or Biden? Mm. <laughs> well, Biden. Well, Biden helped write the crime. Yeah, bro. and like he had more systemic. Donald Trump systemically, you know, oppressed people. You know, by his personally, yeah, by, Trump, by Trump his own was his business and shit. Yeah, yeah. But but Joe Biden's impact because he was. I think his impact. Bills. I think Biden's impact was even higher than Biden. Yeah, because he's been a senator for yeah. A, a yeah. such a long time. And he's, every single policy, he still wouldn't even apologize for the. You know, even Hillary apologized for the whole. Um, super what, predators. Yeah, super predators and like the whole uh, ninety-four crime bill. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even say that that's a bad policy right now. He wouldn't say it. Charlemagne pressed that on He wouldn't say it. He wouldn't say it. On, on a, you're talking to you're talking in a in a, in a African American platform, mm-hmm. and you still wouldn't say that that's not that was a that was a very bad bill to write. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like he has done more damage. And I mean, it's just the, back again, man, to the lesser of two evils. Like I'm, I'm so tired of this shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm so tired of of, uh, of American the way we think about politics and everything. And and it's it's really frustrating because we just accept it. Yeah, there's man. no reason why we're, we're the most powerful country in the world, and we have such a nonsensical 
election system. But, but that's why I fight with people all the time. Like, why why is it okay for to accept it, right? Like, I always argue that we shouldn't even vote for any of them. But then people keep jump on top of me. They're like, no, you should vote for Biden because Trump is worse. Yeah, I mean, but that's the same thing that we've been doing forever. Just you gonna keep jumping on my throat whenever you put two fucking snakes in my head. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, we, we like what was that saying? That's like insanity is the the, the definition. Of insanity is the repeating everything again. Like, what was uh, uh, repeating something and expecting a different difference? Yeah, man. Like that's yeah, we're gonna continue in this cycle again you know what i mean the cycle of american politics and uh, can i can yeah. I, you know i was when i was reading that book i, I was like when is the next uh, uh fdr going to come in town man <laughs> when is the 80 years to fdr coming because <laughs> i'm a huge fdr um fan and i love everything he did for america should have been bernie time. sanders but but um, our country thought that joe biden was better yeah well how can we talk a little bit about what happened to Bernie in the in the primaries? How how he collapsed so quick? I don't. I, I disagree with you. I think I think his campaign did everything that they could. It's just he's not going to win in South Carolina. Fuck Jeff. Not Weaver. just that, but they were going against the Democratic machine. You get me? You you had everybody else drop out the race and endorse Biden, and that's how Biden got more supporters. You yeah. get me? But the Republican Party. Just they had their whole machine against Trump when he ran as, in the primary too, and he was That's still true. able to to uh, to win that election. So I, I don't think that that's a factor. But I feel like if people wanted Bernie as president, they would have had him. The, the problem is just that lots of Americans weren't down for his cause. Lots of Americans weren't down for Medicare for all, college for everybody, free college, and and that, it, that's just that. Except that, like, if you if you pay attention to CNN and MSNBC. You would have noticed that like, it was clear that they were so against him. Like no, there was they they were not giving him any time of day, mm-hmm. you know. Other than independent media's, you know, like rising in the morning, um, like, you know, the Young Turks. They they had him almost every day. They had uh, you know his his policies every day. They were talking about him every day. But I mean, they don't have the. They don't have that echo chamber like the, the MSNBC and CNN do, man. Like, the, you have those medias, you know, 24-7 talking about how great Biden is. When we knew that he wasn't even saying anything. He had already lost three states. And they still were saying that he was going to be the candidate. Like, I feel like that just sways everything. That sways the minds. I mean, the people that voted for him in, in, in South Carolina were, were, like, older, super older um, African-American people. He just has name recognition. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. People are always going to see him as Barack Obama's vice president. And just off of that, they'll be willing to vote for him. Something else to keep in mind is that Joe Biden entered the race late. And even when, when he hadn't officially declared himself as a, as a nominee, he was still polling up there, top mm. three everywhere, because, you know, people wanted him. So I, I think... There's there's blame to go around, you know. You you can say that there was media bias. I, I I certainly agree with that. But I think ultimately it just speaks to the laziness of the American voter. The American, the average American voter doesn't want to do the research. Doesn't really care to inform themselves about the about the issues. They just go off of name recognition. Oh oh oh, Biden, that was the VP for Obama. Yeah, I'll vote for him. And they won't bother to do any more research. That's a great point. I, I think there's a small minority of American voters that are as engaged and involved in the political process as, like, let's say us who listen to the news and, you know, try to research the issues. I think it's only about 20% of the voter that, that actually does that. Everybody else is just super passive in the process. And yeah. it's, it's name recognition when it comes down to it, unfortunately. Well, and there goes the breakdown of the election, guys. I hope, um, can, we, <laughs> can we leave it on a positive note? Oh yeah. Is there a positive note that we can talk about? Can we talk about a little bit about a positive note? What's something that can happen that could like motivate us to at least get to the polling? Because if it's raining outside, like <laughs> look, <laughs> look after what Trump did, and he was trying to use the military against the protesters. It wasn't even a peaceful protesters, by the yeah. way. You know, throwing rubber bullets. I feel like that is the most consequential thing he has done to this day because that is fundamental to our democracy. Yep. It's the to be able to assemble and protest and and have our our our, our so voices heard. First, First Amendment, and I feel like once you attack that, that to me was a game changer, a complete game changer. Like I'm 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 always ever since I I started um thinking about voting and electing, I've always felt like I was guilty for my vote. So meaning if I was gonna vote for somebody, um, and that that person went on and started wars and killed people and all That's of this stuff, fault. I felt like that I voted for that person, and mm-hmm. I felt like underneath it that was my 
it's also my pain and and i felt guilty for those deaths right because i don't want to see anybody die um that's exactly why i voted for jill jill stein last time because i couldn't see myself to vote for a neocon and a dumbass so <laughs> so i wanted to um for this time right like i am gonna vote for biden as much as it pains me damn really I am. I really thought that you. Oh man, you you gonna be mad as shit that day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm gonna call you that day. Hey, yo, sneak. How you feeling? Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm gonna feel ashamed. I'm gonna feel embarrassed, but I'm gonna do it just because Biden. I mean Trump. I cannot take another four years of Trump. And I, I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna feel important that day. Like I wanna feel like. Like, if I voted for this guy, I made him happen. But, man, if this guy comes and starts a fucking war right after he comes in and gets elected, because yeah. Democrats, neoliberal Democrats, they love fucking wars, man. MSNBC loves salivating over wars. They love that shit. That's another thing I failed to mention that they have in common. Yeah. They're, they're both hawks. Yeah, and hawkish. that's why they hate Trump, right? Like, at least that's one little good thing about Trump, that he does yeah. not like to start wars. But um, What about with Iran and stuff? He hasn't really done anything. Well, like he killed Mussolini. What's his, what was his name? Mussolini? I forgot. He almost that. started a freaking war with oh, Iran. Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the, the most consequential thing he came, we did when it comes to like war. But at least he, he was able to sit down and try to like mend, amend things with North Korea. You know what I mean? At least he was trying to like, I, you know, of I course, think, that's like Putin's bitch or whatever. I really think that Trump is Putin's bitch. Yeah, I really, really believe is. that. But I'd rather him being his bitch than being a fucking, you know, going into war with them. <laughs> we don't want that. And, you know, when it comes to China, I guess they did like the, the war, the trade wars and everything. But it's not at least it's not nuclear war. It's not, you know, so they were more passive on, on that way. But I am going to vote for Biden as much as it pains me to say I hate Biden. I can't stand Biden. I can't stand Trump either. But I am going to vote for him because I feel like this one, they usually have this cliche thing like, oh, every every election is like uh, death or fucking, you yeah, know, what life I mean? or death. Last one, death. They got to vote. Really no, this is. one really 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 is and it's important for you guys to come you got guys you guys got to vote man and vote down even if you don't want to vote go take your ass to the damn voting machines and vote down down the ballot if you don't want to vote yeah, for the president true. you know we have a lot of good here in maryland we have pretty good progressive people that we have to vote. like jamie raskins is one of them i really like that guy i like jamie raskins yeah. mm -hmm. honestly I, i'm gonna vote but i don't think i'm gonna vote for a presidential election <laughs> you get me? I, I, i'm gonna vote for everything local and stuff yeah. those are those are really important but yeah. man i, I just don't, I don't know Yo, I, I feel like it depends how i feel if it's raining that day fuck biden <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if it's sunny i'm voting for <laughs> if yeah. you're if you're voting for biden i might just do it too if i know that you're voting for biden i feel like i have to vote for biden too yeah man like i i really come down and you guys you know you guys kind of after one day that you guys gave me that smackdown of the fucking, you guys were like, yo, Kamala Harris. And I remember I was like, uh, Kamala Harris. And I was, uh, I was so against her and everything. I did my whole due diligence. I mean, yes, I don't like the things that she did in California either. But if that she's in the ticket, I'm voting. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. If, yeah, if she's on a ticket, I'll vote for her. Yeah, that, I'm voting. I mean, her and Barbara Lee. Yo, they saying that Barbara Lee's a contender. And you really? guys know who Barbara Lee is? Yeah, I do. She's progressive. I like her. That'd and, uh, be crazy if he nominated her. Hey, well, she's a contender. To, that's a positive note, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's <laughs> so a positive note, man. I'm throwing some positive notes out there, man. It's, it's getting kind of late. When do you think he's gonna announce it? <sighs> it's gotta be soon. I it's thought, gotta, yeah, it's gotta I, be soon. I, I thought it was gonna be July. <laughs> Look, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna announce somebody like Kamala Harris, and guess what Trump's gonna do? Candace Owens. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh man. She's African American. I, I would move if <laughs> if he won the election with her as his vice president. I would leave the country. Nah, Seriously. Bro. But I, I did hear there's a rumor that he's he wants to replace Mike Pence. Why? Um I don't know. Apparently they they he's never, getting rid of everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I it was a long time since Apparently he's just not loyal enough. Pence is dangerous, bro. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's just as much of a big ass Trump, but he's actually smart. Pence is a lunatic. So yeah, Pence is just, Pence is another Mitch McConnell, though. Like he's another guy that just lets them run rampant. With I, was whatever. Think, I was thinking he was kind of like Dick Cheney, yo. Yeah, he's like a mm. Dick Cheney. This this man won't sit in a room alone with a with a woman. No, his wife will whoop his ass. <laughs> Mama, can I go in that room? No. Okay. <laughs> Hey, yo, fuck uh, Mitch McConnell, by the way. Fucking turtle hair ass motherfucker. I'm going to say that every fucking podcast. I can't stand that motherfucker, yo. Bitch McConnell. <laughs> Bitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, that's a positive note, I guess, right? Um, The next podcast uh, it's going to be about uh, conservatives, liberals, 
progressives different political ideologies yeah trumpism we're gonna talk about trumpism a little bit and on different ideologies and break it down a little bit and um yeah man thank you for joining us and this has been the loose coup podcast number three and i can't stand any other damn president so vote for one (laughs) (laughs) either if you don't want to vote for president man really 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 if you guys don't want to vote for president vote down ballot it's very important yes do your due diligence too man go read some shit it doesn't require that much time. It Please don't be an apathetic voter. And those um those judge elections, what's school apathetic board elections. Mean? Mm-hmm. What's apathetic mean, man? Uh, you just throw up big just word a big word at me. A lazy person who doesn't oh. like to do their research. Don't be lazy. 30 minutes a day. That's yeah. not asking too much. 30 minutes a day of just looking into people's different party platforms and their policy stances and what your ideas are you know thank you again shout out to cornell west my shout out every single one of them <laughs> bye guys thank you peace right, out y'all. see you guys Take next episode <laughs>